So the day after Ukraine, we just marked its independence in like, well, it is the most dire time for the country. And so what about timing? Because the Toronto Catholic Elementary Teachers Union decides, well, now is the time to launch this grievance against the school board asking for a $25,000 payout. And they're citing this sudden influx of Ukrainian children who came in from the war-torn country last spring, boosting class sizes beyond the caps. And the class sizes now are higher than what they, um, you know, negotiated for the collective agreement. Okay. So we have two elementary classes with about 40 kids, and they want the 25 grand plus a larger payment for teachers and extra wages too. So this is as, it's falling as flat as you would think, especially with members of the Ukrainian community who feel the situation is being exploited. But they're puzzled because they worked with the schools to raise funds and help those coming here to safety. So you ask me, it's a really bad look because timing is everything, and it's a really bad time to be kind of complaining. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to bet that most of the teachers don't know about this and likely because it's driven by the union, but I could be wrong. Let me bring in Marcus D. Uh, Domenico. He's a Toronto Catholic District School Board trustee for Ward 2. I appreciate you joining us on this, Marcus. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Alice. It's, it's great to be here. All right. Is this, in your, is this I know you, you, you hadn't been aware of this immediately, uh, but have you been able to, to gain a knowledge as to whether this is a union directive or is this teachers pushing for this? So, Alex, as a trustee, we really don't get involved specifically in grievances. I've seen, of course, the media reports and, and have commented uh, on those. Um, I would say that uh, our teachers, our administration, board staff, the entire Ukrainian community has banded together to help these children and these uh, these families that are coming from six months of war. I, I mean, I personally sat with with moms and children. Um, moms, some of them are widows, children yeah. are orphans, and they don't speak English. Many of the children, so of course they want to go to uh, to uh, Saint Demetrius or Joseph Cardinal Sleepy that I represent, where they can speak Ukrainian, practice the Eastern Rite religion and be really immersed in Ukrainian uh, culture right here in Toronto. So uh, I'm, I'm the trustee, and um, I will do everything to get these children settled. Uh, you know, we've done backpacks, uh, mm -hmm. accommodation. We've done everything we can. Yeah, look, I know that the community itself, the Ukrainian community, I know that the teachers, I know that the students, I know the schools um, worked really hard because, of course, everyone wanted to do their thing and they raised money and, and tried to, you know, get as much help as they could for this. I look at this and I say, unless I'm missing something here, Marcus, look, this is not a permanent situation. And I'm sure that these classroom sizes will go down. And I don't think anyone would begrudge anybody getting paid a little bit extra um, for doing extra work. But I also understand that there is assistance also being given to these uh, teachers. So you've it uh, correctly, Alex. Um, this is not a permanent situation. We were handling massive influxes, uh, completely unpredictable. Uh, they would, you know, children and families would just show up at the door of our offices, at the school. Um, they're unfamiliar with the system. We, we do everything we can. And yeah, the board has, uh, we're doing a lot for September, believe me. We've already brought in four portables uh, to St. Demetrius. We've hired more teachers. Um, we're there to get everything back down to where it should be. But honestly, I mean, let's stay focused as Catholics and as a community at large. And remember, you're dealing with traumatized families, children that were in 
you know, quite often camps in tents in Poland, um, they get lucky enough to get out of, of, of the camps, come here and um, reach out to me. I've had many, many phone calls with, with parents and, and I've brought kids myself to the school and the schools and the teachers and the staff are so welcoming and the community has mm-hmm. supplied everything you could imagine for these families. It's actually, in a weird way, a, a good news story of what's happened. It shows our humanity. Yeah. And this issue now is going to make a lot of headlines. And let me ask you um, quickly, have there been incidents that that we're not hearing about? Like, have there been incidents in the classroom that are creating uh, scenarios that uh, are damaging? Because, again, I go back to it. This is not a permanent situation. It's like they came in very quickly. Um, you know, it'll hopefully get sorted out in the next couple of months. But were there incidents that that became an issue that the union could grieve? Well, Alex, um, I am very close to the principals, and I go to that, those two schools all the time. I was there yesterday, as a matter of fact. I have not heard of a single incident. Um, you know, it hasn't been reported to me. Um, I know the teachers very well at St. Demetrius and Joseph Cardinal Lipe, and they have just gone, they're, they're phenomenal. They're just absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. So. I don't know what's driving it, but I tell you, I remain focused oh, I on making sure. Okay, I remain focused on uh, let's have a welcoming environment and let's give these kids the best education possible. Yeah, you're a little bit more generous than I am. That's why I go back to it. Like, I, this is a, I think this is a union push. I'm not sure many of the teachers had anything to do with it, but it does reflect on them. Um, what is the fallout, Marcus, of this? Because I have to think that this will get around the school. The kids will hear about it. Uh, but what's the fallout been in the community? Well, um, you know, without revealing too many private sources, I will tell you that I've had many conversations with leaders in the Ukrainian-Canadian community because we just celebrated the 31st -hmm. anniversary of independence. And I was there with literally every political leader you can imagine. Um, But also moms and dads. We seem to have, uh, hopefully we can get Marcus back. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, we just, oh, there, sorry, no, yeah, just start that back because uh, you were talking about the meeting and you kind of blanked uh, out there on our system, but just yeah. take me back a little bit. You have been, we just marked the 31st, uh, the 31st uh, anniversary of independence and people were coming out to market, but go on. Yeah, I, I apologize for that, my phone. No, no, no. Um, yeah, we just marked the 31st anniversary of independence. Every political leader you could imagine was there. But And I've spoken to them, and uh, but I've heard from lots and lots of Ukrainian Canadians. And um, they're, they're committed like me. We will just go forward. This is not going to deter us in any fashion. Um, I, I believe the schools are a safe space for these children, and they will remain that way. Yeah, no question. We'll see how this story evolves, but no question about it. It is an ugly headline. I think it's an unnecessary headline, and uh, we've got the union coming on at 11.30, so we'll hopefully get their position on it. Marcus, I very much appreciate your time today. Hey, it's great talking to you, Alex. Have a great day. Absolutely. You too. That is Marcus D. Donomeco, who is a Toronto Catholic, Catholic District School Board trustee for Ward 2. And as I said, we will have the uh, union, the president of the Toronto Elementary Catholic Teachers on to give them a chance to explain what maybe we're missing in all this. Again, um, the headline says what it says. And whether or not that reflects all the teachers, I don't know. But they're going to have to answer to this if it's a, a, a for me if this is a temporary situation in a situation of life and death where the school the community everyone who was involved in making you know the best effort to give these kids 
you know, some peace, some quiet, and some, you know, a little bit of a sanctuary. Um, can, can, can you not just work through a few months of this? Do you have to grieve everything? Uh, that, that, that's, I think, for the unions to decide. This is not a permanent situation. We were handling massive influxes, uh, completely unpredictable. Uh, they would, you know, children and families would just show up at the door of our offices, at the school. Um, they're unfamiliar with the system. We, we do everything we can. And yeah, the board has, uh, we're doing a lot for September, believe me. We've already brought in four portables uh, to St. Demetrius. We've hired more teachers. Um, we're there to get everything back down to where it should be. So that is the voice of Catholic uh, Board School Trustee Marcus Dudomenko, pardon me, uh, commenting earlier about this headline declaring in the Toronto Star that the Toronto Catholic Elementary Teachers Union has launched a grievance against the school board where they're asking for a $25,000 payout on the grounds of this sudden influx of Ukrainian kids who came to their schools from the war-torn country. And this happened last spring, but they're, they're arguing that it boosted class sizes beyond the caps. And so in their collective agreement, they've got, you know, it goes higher. And they've got two elementary classes that had about 40 kids. So they're asking for this payment. They want extra wages too. And uh, this has upset a lot of members of the Ukrainian community who feel that their situation is being exploited. But we wanted to make sure we gave the other side on this. So Julie Altamore D. Nunzio is president of the Toronto Elementary Catholic Teachers Union, and she joins us now. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. Thank you. All right. Uh, is there anything in this headline that is not correct? I mean, is this, I guess I think what a lot of people want to know is, is this a directive of the union or are this, is this coming from teachers pushing for it? Firstly, TECT has and always continues to welcome these Ukrainian students. And the union is not profiting from these monies. In fact, TECT has already donated back in the spring when this was occurring over $5,000 to the Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal. And we intend to make further donations and even more if there are damages. The question to ask is, how many thousands of dollars has the board saved by putting these students in unacceptable learning conditions, jamming 40 kids into classes, and having uncertified individuals teaching these students? These kids do not deserve to be treated worse than any other child in our system. We want to ensure that these kids have the best learning conditions in order to be successful in our system. And we saw what was happening. One month, two months, then became three, and potentially four to six months may have passed, and there may not have been any action by the board. Uh, My understanding is now that portables are being brought into these schools and more permanent teachers will be hired. And that is because of the union's advocacy. We took direct and proactive action to help these kids. We are here for these kids. Well, I don't think, Julie, anyone is suggesting, look, that the, pro- the union is going to make a profit off of this. I think it's just on, on first blush, I think it becomes like, OK, I, I understand that the school raised a lot of money with the Ukrainian community. I know the teachers were involved. And, you know, this is not a permanent situation. It happened very quickly. I think it's like, couldn't the union just kind of give here a little bit while we work these things out? 
um, again, like, is this being driven by you the in the unions or is it the teachers? Because I, I don't know if the teachers would be happy about getting these kinds of headlines. But I think most people are looking at this saying, look, it, it, this is a short term problem. Why do we have to be so aggressive in trying to you know, nail down the, the issues that we, we've nailed out in the, the uh, collective bargaining agreement? Let me address that. There has to be some accountability for what occurred in the schools this spring. As I mentioned, the board saved hundreds Which was of thousands. What? Pardon me? Which was what? Are you just specifically talking about the, the increase in the class size, or were, the, were there particular Correct. incidents happening that we're not hearing about? Our teachers come to us and look to us to support them. They communicated to me that there were unsafe classes, overcrowded classrooms. During How many? The pandemic. How many? You want to know specifically how many teachers? Well, how many classes? No, how many classes? How many classes were over cap? Several. Yeah. And the teachers were very disappointed with the lack of the mental health support for these traumatized kids. And they didn't think it was best to have these high number of kids jammed into these small classrooms. And as I mentioned as well, uncertified individuals teaching primary students. I'm Mm -hmm. convinced that that is not acceptable, that these kids that have come from these already serious war-torn country, why should they be treated any worse or any different than any one of our other students in our system? I do not have any other schools or classes in our system where we have 40 kids sitting in a classroom. It was our immediate advocacy to make things better. We didn't want to wait for months to help these kids. Well, I don't think it was going to go on for months, Julie. I mean, look, I think they probably got off the plane. I mean, they're shell-shocked. They're going through hell. It probably wasn't on their radar to even think, oh, my God, there's 40 kids in the class. They probably wouldn't have noticed. I agree. They absolutely deserve everything. But I'm also under the impression, uh, correct me where I'm wrong, that there are assistants who were brought in to help the teachers. Did that not happen? There was some support that was brought in. However, there was not appropriate resources for what those kids justifiably deserved. For not even six months, like just short term, because we're talking nine nine kids per class. And I'm not able to get a number of how many. I mean, I'm looking at this going, okay, this was short term. We may have had eight or nine kids too many in a couple of classrooms. And now we're into the summer. I'm hoping this will be rectified by September. So could this not have waited to see if we can make it work for everyone? Or did the grievance have to happen? I'm convinced that it was because of tech's involvement that the board has taken this action. Once again, it was one month, two months, three months. We didn't want it to continue to go to four and six months. Let me give you a concrete example of what we've been advocating for as well. We have, since the beginning, been advocating for additional English as second language teachers assigned to these schools. And we hope that the board will agree with this recommendation. They haven't to this point. We hope to get more support for students through our advocacy, and I'm very confident that the students, families, and communities will see the difference in September. And it's because of text advocacy that the board has now finally brought in portables. So let me ask you this then, because they're, they're, you know, apparently those in the Ukrainian community saw this as an issue being exploited. Um, what do you say to them? And what do you say kind of the, the trickle-down effect or the fallout of this, where they might say, look, why, why are we getting caught in the middle of this, this fight? Uh, what do you say to them? 
they are definitely not being caught in the middle of anything. We are here to support them. And our teachers in those schools and at all of our schools have gone above and beyond and continue to do their, their utmost to be there for the kids. And I strongly will say that it is through our advocacy that there will be better learning conditions for these students in those schools come September. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Julie. I know that uh, you're on the defense here because the headlines say what they say. So I do appreciate you coming on and giving us your side of this. And we'll see where the story goes from here. Thanks so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you. That is Julie Altamar Denunzio, who is president of the Toronto Elementary Catholic Teachers. I would have liked to have known. I think that's going to be one frustration is how many classes and how many schools are we talking in in the Toronto Star article? It suggests two, possibly more uh, uh, classes. If we're talking two, three classes with eight or nine students in a short term, I think most people would say they've they've jumped, jumped the shark on this. If it's like a cross-the-board situation that's going on for, for two, three years, yeah, I think there'd be an axe to grind. But again, I think the context matters. So we'll continue to stay on this story, see where it takes us throughout the day. Certainly news will cover it off, and so will our talk side. Um, but uh, I'll let you be the judge on this one.